What's up, ladies and gents? Welcome back to Uber Radio. My name is Felix Fayasi. I'm joined once again in the studio by Yaron Kreimbrink. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing very well, thank you. Lovely, lovely. And we're on to step nine of No More Bananas. So this is the uh, book we've been covering in this podcast series. This is the final step in this series. So it's coming to an end. Yes. I do hope you've gotten rid of most of your bananas by now. You might just have a couple left. There are always be around. maybe quite a few left. Uh, so this is, an, as I mentioned earlier, and so you can never, never end. It's a never-ending oh, uh, story. So shit. once we're at the end of this one, you probably want to restart at um, thought, <laughs> step one. <laughs> Just start this series over yes, again immediately. And repeat and repeat and repeat. Okay, I thought I was going to get rid of all my bananas today. Um, it's false advertising. May- maybe you. Uh, I don't. Okay, but yeah, this is all about paying attention. Yes. So we've gone um, in this journey. We started out with um, kind of calming down, letting go of things, just really rebooting a bit and then rebuilding, mm. um, detoxing ourselves, dethroning ourselves, really getting rid of the bulk of the bananas yes. and then to trying to develop some habits as well, which would help us live a more happy, fulfilled, sensible life. And then step eight was all about thinking sensibly yep. and how we can actually uh, reconstruct our thought patterns and our opinions um, in a more effective and intellectual way um, and paying attention here. And what does this one pertain to? Yes. Um, if you just focus on the first couple of steps, you might think that um, trying to get rid of your bananas means disconnecting from the world because that's what calming down was very much about. Switch off notifications, consume less information, seek the silence, and also some of the other remedies and steps uh, we're about working on yourself and don't um, care too much about the stuff around you. Don't care too much about what people expect from you, about the norms in society and so on, and build your own views. And and so that's that very much has the idea that you should be a very individualized uh, person, maybe close to being, um, uh, let's say, isolated from the world. But that's, of course, not the point of this this whole journey. The, the opposite. The whole point is to be a sensible person with both their feet on the uh, on the ground, uh, but still very present in society and paying attention to the stuff that really matters. And that is what this last step is about. So if you have gone through all the previous steps, um, now you should be ready to sort of re-enter the world um, by paying attention to the stuff that really matters. Mm. Uh, and then without going bananas. The previous steps, thinking sensibly, should have to help you already because it helps you filter out, uh, let's say, the nonsense from the important uh, stuff. And now in this final step, you start deliberately paying attention to the things around you. And the first remedy that you have here as a part of this is welcoming the unexpected. This is what I think I'm pretty good at. Um, I like it as well whenever I'm traveling. Mm-hmm. I think this is something which uh, where you can fully immerse yourself in this kind of mindset. Um, whenever I go anywhere, I like to plan basically nothing and have you know the itinerary pretty laid out, pretty well thought through, where I'm staying, where I'm going, how I'm getting there. But in terms of what I'm going to do in a given place, I like to have nothing planned. Mm-hmm. Because, I, for example, I was in Berlin, I was telling you last week, and we just had nothing planned there whatsoever. We thought we wanted to go to this club or that club. But apart yeah. from that, throughout the day is nothing. And we just walk around or get on these little scooter things they have there that everyone can rent. And we'd find like these really cool bars or cool museums or spots. And you you walk in and you just 
you're just like, oh, should we do that? Should we do this? Yeah, why not? Sure. And you really start to see things and places and people for what they are truly and not based mm-hmm. on any kind of preconceptions or looking at it online or thinking, oh, we should do this. This will be fun. This will be what I expect of my trip or you know, my day. You just walk around and you're just like, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And when you find something which is genuinely just cool and nice, you feel so blessed to be in that situation and just to be going with the flow in such a way. Perfect. So I don't even have to add very much to that because um, a couple of the previous remedies also tap into this, like planning for insurgency. Yeah, stopping planning as well. That stopping planning, but also planning for insurgency, Mm. which is deliberately leaving room for unexpected things. Uh, so that's one of the things you should do to embrace the um, to welcome the unexpected. I have included it as a separate remedy here, though, because I think it's worth mentioning separately, because it, it's uh, paying attention. It's really sort of not just stick to the things you had in mind or the things you wanted to do if you visit Berlin in this case, but just be open to the things that happen. Mm. And I think one thing that I would like to add here is I think the right attitude here is uh, why not? I think that's the, that's the question. So you sh- it shouldn't be a no. You shouldn't be saying be saying no to everything that's unexpected, um, because that makes you uh, probably just freak out. Uh, you shouldn't be saying yes to everything that is unexpected, because then you freak out as well. Uh, um, but why not? I think that's the right attitude. That means okay, you consider it for maybe two seconds, maybe a day, uh, and then decide whether or not to go with it. Yeah. So it's a very simple thing is, is try to develop this habit of asking why not in, in instead of saying yes or no immediately. And it can be very fun as well. Like um, a friend of mine was saying to me recently, she was like, uh, oh, we always do what I want to do, you know? And it's it's always like I see like it feels like I'm, you know, dictating what we're doing. And I'm like, well, no, it's just that I don't mind so much, you know? If if you want to do something which will make you happy and it's, it makes mm-hmm. me happy to see you happy and I'm pretty easy with everything mm-hmm. whenever you suggest something i'm more like oh why not you know this will this will be yep. fun either way this this seems like a good idea and just be open to pretty much everything that's how i tend to live my life and it's brought me a lot of happiness <clears throat> and it doesn't just have to be when you're traveling it can be in day-to-day life sure if you don't have any plans for the evening and somebody says hey you want to do this you can just say yeah sure so yeah that's uh welcoming the unexpected be open to the unexpected things in your life they might turn out to be great opportunities. Approach them with a simple why not and reserve time in your calendar to embrace them. On to Banana Remedy 9.2, which is all about listening and responding. Would you care to explain this one? Yes. Um, In the very first step, uh, one of the very early remedies was stop babbling. Yeah. So that's don't overload others with your um, blah, blah, with your talk, with your... Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Yeah, so, and listening is the opposite. So rather than talking, really listen. And I think that's something, and of course I'm not the only one saying that. There's many other people have said this before and very, very long times ago, even thousands of years. Mm. But it is still worth mentioning because it's, it's, it's a rare thing quite often. So there's all kind of conversations where the conversation is like a competition and who says most, who is the funniest. But really listening to, to people uh, and also let them talk rather than interrupt them all the time. I find that very hard. Uh, uh, but I also know that it really helps in, 
making sure you don't go bananas. So even and both 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 sides. So when you listen, uh, it's very hard to go bananas. And if someone else really listens to you, it's also very hard to go bananas. So that's why really listening to people, and then I mean not just hearing, uh, but really attentive listening, which means you also respond and react uh, and, and show that you actually care and what they what they talk about. Very simple thing to do, but paying genuine attention because that's what you do here. Uh, it works. Yeah, I think as well that. Um when you do that, it makes all conversations that you have so much more meaningful and enjoyable. But on top of that, this, this, um, remedy is, I think it's, it's predicated on the idea that you have to abandon any notion of a conversation, having some kind of innate value. A conversation is just whatever. It's just two people exchanging some words and ideas and trying to build some sort of connection, but there's nothing at stake. And I think a lot of the time when people babble and <clears throat> they don't listen properly to people and they interrupt people, it's because they just want to say some things mm -hmm. and they want to be heard and feel valued and feel like they're contributing something to this exchange of words. When actually there's there's no point. If, if, if you listen to somebody attentively and you don't really have anything to say, that's fine as well. You that's can great. just sit there and be like, oh, okay, oh, interesting. You and know, indeed, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it kind of feels like there is, you know, and, not, and even much stronger. That's it's not just not being nothing wrong with that, but it, it has a lot of added value. Yeah, because imagine yourself if someone is really carefully listening to what you're uh, you're saying. That's great, because you have like the undivided attention by someone. How great is that? Uh, so that's what 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 listening is about. I also refer here not just listening to other people, but listening more in a metaphorical sense is uh, pay attention to the details that require attention like the garbage it's so that's not just literally listening but you see stuff and you should just respond to that so, so you know you have to do your laundry you know you have to clean up you have to vacuum clean your house you know you have to throw away the garbage uh, and the simple fact of doing that because is also helping you to stop going bananas uh, because it, every time you you walk uh, nearby the, the the trash can, it is sort of shouting, "Empty me!" And that's and so that again that takes space in your uh, in your head. And by oh, paying and okay. paying attention yeah. to those details, so the the nonverbal cues, the nonverbal cues, yeah. the, the material cues around you, also uh, helps you here to mm. to go less uh, bananas. I think as well, um, if you are if we're talking about verbal cues and conversation again. If you're listening to somebody and you're in a conversation and you want to make them feel good and you want to have a meaningful conversation with somebody, it's important to just try and detach yourself from it. And really, when you are listening to somebody, mm -hmm. be just a vessel for them. And you are doing nothing except thinking about what that person is saying. And then on top of that, you look for yeah. the most valuable things within what that person is saying and you try and build on that. So if they're yeah. confessing something to you, or telling you quite a deep personal story. Think about it a lot, listen a lot, and really try and pinpoint the parts of the conversation which are maybe more difficult for them to say, or there's something which you can add to that which might make them feel better or give a new perspective on it. But don't just, you know, be like, oh, I did this, I did that. 
yes. like looking for a way to spin your own angle on it, which is, is what people do a lot. Which is very much why um, we the earlier step, step four, dethroning yourself was needed before. Yeah. Because you yeah. first need to get rid of your ego to be Major able to, to listen attentively. So yeah, that's uh, Banana Remedy 9.2. Listen and respond. Pay careful attention to what others and your environment ask for. Don't overload others with your advice and solutions, but listen and pay attention. And take care of the details that need your attention too. So, we're on to 9.3 now, which is all about monitoring yourself. And uh, checking yourself before you wreck yourself, if I'm not mistaken. Um, would you like to elaborate on this one? Yeah, it's, it's maybe a little bit more of a meta uh, remedy here is... Because for the entire process, it's very much about being aware of what you're doing. And that's what uh, monitoring yourself here is about. So pay attention to how you respond, how you feel, uh, how, what you think, uh, and work on that. So it's, it's like this, this self-improvement. Uh, it's probably part of every self-improvement program is you have to be carefully watching at what you, what you do. And of course, all the previous remedies already help you do that because the whole book is a, an exercise in being aware of what you do and work on that. But also here, I'm, I wanted to include it specifically as a separate remedy here because it, it's just so important to, um, to mention because if you don't monitor yourself, if you don't monitor how, do you, how you respond, how you act, you don't learn. And you need this skill to, uh, to, to further improve uh, yeah, all 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 the, all the time. Mm. So that's what monitoring yourself is about. So paying attention to uh, the things you think, uh, the feelings you have, also very much to your body. If you um, stress out, your body responds, and in very many different ways. It might be your shoulders, your neck, your um, your head, your stomach. Uh, monitor how you feel, and that is often very much a, a signal. That something is going on. I mean, mm. your body might know much earlier than your uh, your brain. Yeah. So maybe... moni monitoring how you feel is, uh, I think, a pretty good thing to do if you want to detect uh, that you are uh, going bananas. Mm. I think as well, there's a lot to be said for um, the subconscious thoughts and feelings that we have, and that mm -hmm. that thing we call gut feeling. Mm -hmm. You need to pay attention to your gut. There was a great book I read a while back called um, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell which is all about um, getting us to trust our subconscious thoughts and feelings and how often we think that, you know, the more mm -hmm. that we think about something, and again, with decision-making yep. and things like this, is uh, you have to think about things a lot, make a pros and cons list, assess all the options, when often it can just be a case of just listening to your gut feeling about something. If something's making you feel bad, you feel uneasy, if you're in a situation which your body isn't responding too well, is mm -hmm. making you feel good. There's a, there's almost certainly a reason for that. And then you can start to think about, okay, is this reason valid? Mm -hmm. Am I feeling um, anxious in this situation because of a legitimate reason or is it, is it unlegitimate? Like with me, for example, I always have trouble with um, public speaking. But now I know that if I'm in that kind of situation, my body will react, my heart rate will go high, I will feel you know sweaty palms and I won't feel comfortable standing in front of everybody but that's something which I'm very much in control of now. And I will listen to those cues from my body and do my best to control them and not pay attention to them so much and carry on doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Whereas conversely, you might be in a situation where 
your body is trying to tell you something, but actually it's for a good reason. After you've, you know, eaten junk food for a week or done drugs and your body is just dead. That's yeah, your body. But your, your body knows you, that that's not the right, exactly, <laughs> the right kind of food. That you've it made needs. some mistakes, you know. <laughs> and it's the same as with working day and night. Is your body gives you hundreds of signals that you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, and so pay attention to that. That's what, what Remedy 9.3 is about. Yeah. So pay attention to what your mind and body are telling you. Throughout the day, take a couple of moments to step back and evaluate what went well and what not so well and listen to your body. So the next one is all about reading and repeating. And in this, you're trying to, I think trying to convince people to, to read a lot and read nonfiction yes. and fiction. This is a very real way in which I think nearly everybody can improve on and nearly everybody needs to read more. Yeah. And it's something which I think particularly with the advent of smartphones, which we have on our person at all times, mm-hmm. we, we do reading, but it's always in the format of we're going to read a headline. Yeah, that's gonna... not the real reading I, I mean. Here. Yeah, 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 I know, but this is what yeah. I'm saying. It's like... Um, that has replaced reading novels yeah. or reading nonfiction books. Yeah. Or and I think it's quite sad because I'm somebody, I, I read quite regularly, but I still read like maybe one book a month, you know, yeah. and that's not enough. So try to increase that. I try to increase that, <laughs> yeah. Not just try, just increase that. Exactly. And I feel like most people don't even read that much. And no. whenever I get on public transport, it's so rare to see somebody with a novel. And I know that when I first started um going to secondary school when I was 11, so 11 years ago now, before smartphones were such a massive thing, I would get on the train and everyone would be reading a book or a newspaper. Yeah. And the, the inter- there's a research on this, and this is maybe it's it, the first side, it sounds like a bit of a strange remedy here at the end of the, of the process, but it is, there's research on this that reading really has positive effects. And, oh, definitely. Yeah. And even whether it's fiction, like a novel or nonfiction, both have positive effects. And for different reasons. So first you could think, okay, why reading and why not watch a movie? Uh, the, the big difference is in reading, you are creating the images in your mind. And that makes that reading has a... Um, it's active. It's active. Yeah. It, and it also changes your brain. And that's what, what, what studies show, is especially in novels, because you place yourself in the shoes of the... Um, the protagonist, the the, the, the author, yeah, the, the, not the author or the the persons that the, the book is about, okay, yeah. and it actually triggers parts of your brain as if you are the person. Uh, so it really helps, and it also helps you become more empathic, em- empathetic. So that that's one of these, some of these very strong effects. And I could imagine that it matters whether uh, it's a high quality literature or uh, this is some, some, some trash. But at the end, that's not even the point. It's not about what you read, but it's about how much you're involved in the... Um, so and if, if, if that's not Tolstoy uh, for many people, like Fifty Shades of Grey might be your better choice if that's something you are um, sort of triggered by and really can sort of lose yourself into, uh, into reading. Same for nonfiction, like this book. Mm. Uh, which is a non-fiction book, also reading those can help. But maybe not by reading them just very quickly and then move to the next book. And that's why I did the, the heading here is also read and repeat. I've Throughout the book, I uh, borrow quite a lot from um, the Benedictine uh, philosophy, the rule of Benedict. And which is what? Which is 
it's it's a it's a broad rule set of rules for Benedictine monks to oh, that to was guide you, to guide their a lot of this book you wrote while you were with those monks. Yes, yeah, so part of part yeah. of the book I wrote there, and also some of the ideas I took, and they have inspired the book. Um, but also the way there's a there's a part on part in that philosophy or in that rule on how to read, and it's called Lectio Divina or Divine Reading. And of course that that originally refers to the reading of of the, the Bible and and religious work, but you can use that also, especially for nonfiction books like self help books like this, is read very slowly until there is a sentence or part of a sentence or paragraph that triggers you and then repeat repeat let it sink in mm. and give it your own meaning and this is one of the reasons why i have divided the book into these 45 remedies so there's always these these boxes in the book where you you summarize them all the time to help people read this in a very slow pace to go back to it later on to pick one of these remedies work on it let it sink in Create, turn it into your own version, uh, and that's what yeah, reading and repeating is is, is about. Mm. Yeah, I see that a lot as well. I mean, whenever I read a novel, um, if whenever I find a a quote or a paragraph or something which really strikes a chord, I always um make a little tab in the mm. corner of the page for that. So I will finish a book and I'll be like, you know, twenty, thirty, forty tabs, and I I rarely go back and read a book again. But what I like to do sometimes is just look each page and try and find the bit within the two pages which really spoke to Great. me and yeah it, it, because those are the because when often you read a book you take in so much information obviously not all of it is going to be very important to you or meaningful but there's always going to be lots of different bits which will and it's important to remember those things ahead of everything else yeah and every time you read um the book or part of the book you read different things yeah. because you have changed there has been something in your life at that point of time so you pick up different things. So that means if you have read this book uh, once, maybe and listened to the to the podcast, uh, it's definitely worth reading it again, or partly uh, later on in a couple of months, uh, or maybe read a two or three pages every day and find okay, is there yeah. something I can do to improve my life and to uh, get rid of a couple of further bananas? I think as well that with reading, it's not even so much about the information or the stories that you're going to learn about from reading is the very action of it is yes. very calming and therapeutic of just sitting down yeah. in a chair with a cup of tea, taking two hours or whatever for just you and this book. You don't look yeah. at your phone, you don't talk to anybody. It's very rare to be in that kind of situation now, which is so personal. Yeah. And I think it's something which everyone needs to do a lot more and we should almost treat it like exercise. Nobody would question that, you know, as a functioning adult, you should exercise. No, but but you should read too. You should read. You should read. <laughs> yeah. you should, everyone should read books. Yeah. And so there should be this general rule of 30-minute reading per day, like yeah, a 30 minutes exactly. of exercise. Yeah. I think that would be great. That yeah. would be a great help in uh, against bananas. I think society would go a long way towards sorting itself out if everyone did that. But yeah, that's Banana Remedy 9.4. Read and repeat. Develop a habit of reading both fiction and nonfiction. Read attentively and let yourself get immersed in what you read. Repeat and reflect upon what you read until it changes how you think and feel. And we have now reached the conclusion of No More Bananas, the final banana remedy, and it's all about using your senses. Would you like to explain that? Yeah, it's, it's 
almost not really a separate remedy, but it's it's like open up and not and so we started with sort of disconnecting, um, so switching off notifications because that's that was the probably the most disturbing part in our uh, making us go bananas. And now here the invitation is okay. Now completely open up, and don't just listen, don't just read, but also feel, mm. uh, sense, and so for two reasons because that that makes you pick up important stuff. Uh, so you you already mentioned so trust your guts. So that's pay attention to the feelings you have in your stomach. Um, so it, it makes you pick up things that are there, but it also makes you makes you calm down. So if you focus on primarily on the other senses than the visual ones, then uh, that just also helps you to to further relax and, and not go bananas yeah. anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I really see what you mean here. I only just fully understood it while you were talking about it then because I was fully using my senses to take in everything that you were saying mm -hmm. and listening to every word and looking right into your eyes and touching this book and everything and really stopping to think about all of these senses and how exactly I'm processing all of this. Cause I think nowadays we're always so overloaded with information. That's what a lot of your book focuses mm -hmm. on here is how to deal with all that information and yes. process it healthily. And we never really stop to think about how we're absorbing this information, how it feels to look at something or look at someone or feel something or listen to listen, even listen to your own voice. And really just kind of get lost in that moment and not think about what's going to come or what has happened. Because when you start to focus on these things properly with all of your energy, it's actually very difficult to ruminate on the past or worry about the yeah, future you don't. because you're just so in the moment. Yes, you're experiencing the moment. And that's what it's using your senses is about. Yeah. Experience, exper really experiencing uh, the current moment rather than go bananas in your mind. Because that's, yeah. yeah, that's what we, what we try to achieve. I think that's beautiful. Do you have anything else to add? Yeah, so, we, so we've come full circle now. We've, yeah, we've, this is we've it. We've gone through all the steps. As I already mentioned a couple of times, uh, this is not the end. There is no end. It's a never-ending journey. So that's the maybe the beautiful part of it. So you can always improve. And what maybe just, just emphasize that is it is very much worth it and that's actually what i mentioned on the very last page of the of the book as well is that this this makes you feel better because you're more relaxed uh you can think more clearly uh it's it's just a nicer way of living if you have less bananas it also makes you more effective uh, a lot of the so if your brain is not stuffed with all kind of banana thoughts you can think more clearly about other stuff uh, you can make better decisions, faster decisions, you get done more, you spend your time more efficient, more effective. So it makes you feel better, it makes you more effective, and it actually makes you a nicer person too. Because if you are responding, if you always sort of have banana responses, you have these primary responses that you see a lot on Twitter. That's not the kind of person, I don't think that's not the kind of person you want to be. And if you have the, the calmness of mind, got rid of many of your bananas, you're actually the kind of person that can pay attention to other people, to things that matter, uh, to problems that, uh, that surround you. So you can be kinder to others and give them the attention they deserve. 
I think those are three uh, great benefits you can achieve. Of course, this is not a guarantee uh, because you have to work uh, on changing your habits, on going through all these nine steps and repeatedly and repeatedly. But at the end, this can make you feel better, make you more effective and make you a nicer person. And I would think that's something that many of us would like. Um, so I can definitely invite people to yeah, to join me on the on the journey. Mm-hmm. And buy the book so you can read all of this for yourself. <laughs> sure. It has been... <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking with you, Don. And I've actually learned a lot about myself in these podcasts. Yes, so... and even while talking, I learned more about myself too. So oh, that's, that's great. Oh, well. Thank you very much. I do hope all of you have enjoyed listening to this series. If you want to learn more about it, check out normalbananas.com or some of your own other books. And yeah. It's been a pleasure. Yes, very much. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.